Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who'd like to get together and talk about Christ. We hope that everything that we say tonight will be in accordance with God's will, and we also hope that perhaps we can inspire you guys out there, the listeners, to, uh, to study along with us. Tonight, we have a very fun topic, an interesting one, where we're going to discuss, uh, loosely we're calling it Bible myths. These are things that we may have been taught or led to believe from an early age that are things that we believe are, are based in Scripture, but we have learned that they aren't. So uh, this will be fun. I'm going to, at this mm-hmm. point, kick it over to Jeremy and let him kind of take off. Good evening, everybody. So uh, what we're going to talk about is just a few things tonight. And first thing we're going to lead with is, I know not everybody says this, but you hear more than not that about the what fruit did Adam and Eve eat to change everything? Apple. I thought it was an apple, Chris. Was it not an apple? Well, you would be wrong if you thought Everything I see is an apple. <clears throat> the fact well, of the matter we're is, told that in the Bible, right? It's an apple no. tree, right? No, apple? no. I'm pretty no, sure I read it, that in actually, there, Actually, right? the, the, the name of the tree that it's called from is the tree in the center of the garden, which is the, there's a tree of life, and then there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. There's never given a fruit. And the fact Ooh. of the matter is... The, the name of the fruit's never given. Where'd we come up with apple? That's why you mentioned that. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, through years, <clears throat> years, people has speculated through old paintings and stories of what the fruit might be. And guess what? This was actually interesting for me because not only is it people said apple, grapes, figs. Figs is mostly known by Judaism because of when God came down and seen them he found that they'd covered ourselves with fig leaves. Mm. And actually, believe it or not, in Islam, it's considered wheat or barley. Is that in Scripture? The fig leaves is what they covered themselves with? Yes, that is in Scripture. But Islam actually says the fruit was wheat and barley, which I thought was, oh, that's interesting. There's many different things. And and how they came up with an apple was actually where it got popular. They'd been doing it for years. And so... I don't know if you've ever heard of Milton's Paradise Lost. Yeah, I have. have. Okay. So in Milton's Paradise Lost, he was over the language departments, I think it's Oxford. Don't hold me to that. I should have wrote it down. I apologize. And so he would have known that apple in Latin is malum. Malum. If I'm saying that right. M-A-L-U-M. Malum. What is funny is the same word for apple in Latin also means evil and so as a pun he just when he wrote paradise lost he called it malum because it represented either an apple or evil Hmm. and so from that story is you know he actually got it back from paintings because before then you would see paintings of which malum is like a fresh flesh fruit you know like a pear or an apple and so what he did was he took that right there, and he just run with it as a pun sort. And from that poem, he really got popularized as being an apple. <clears throat> but we can say that they did not actually, no. at least scripturally, they did no. not eat an apple? Well, no. It, it doesn't ever tell us what fruit it was. It just says... Was it important? Was it important wasn't detail? important, but it's kind of like, they we know this, the fruit it. probably... Is not around anymore, but you know, saying that I don't know that because we know the tree of life is not around anymore, and the fruit off the tree of life is not around. Gotcha. 
And huh. so, yeah, we know they weren't supposed to eat of that. Yes, tree. and that's why they were cast out because God's like, hmm. oh, they've ate off the, you know, they know good and evil now. That was the name of the tree, the, the tree of good and evil, or the knowledge of good and evil. And so um, he's like, we got to get them out before they eat off the tree of life. And that's where, but that's where the apple comes from. Wow. It's very popular. But if you talk to anybody else, like I said, Islam is very popular. It's wheat and barley. And in Judaism, they consider it maybe if it was anything, it was a fig. Because they covered herself with fig leaves. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. I, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was an apple. Yeah. And it, that's kind of where we're at. And that came out in the 17th century. So it's, since it is really popularized. He didn't make it an apple. He just took it because it was a pun for the Latin word malum. So, all right. I have a question. There's so, a, why, why is that <coughs> apple? Why why is it important if we don't believe it's an apple? What's it? Why is it important if we believe it was an apple? What's... Why, why is this a big deal? Why are we talking about this today? Why do we believe that baptism is important? Because if you change one thing of God's word, it can lead to like, okay, we'll change it to an apple. Well, all of a sudden you go from change it to an apple to being, oh, you don't have to be baptized. Or, oh, you don't have to do this. You know, I'm, I'm stretching there, getting big, but yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Eventually yeah. you work your way up to where people nowadays are actually saying these things and changing little things. But when you change little things, eventually you're going to start changing major things. Yet it's something that a lot of people probably believe that is, uh, yeah, based in scripture. I've I've said it myself through the past two years. You know, like oh, Adam and Eve had ate that apple. You know. Yeah. No, I've said the same thing. <laughs> but, oh, okay, uh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. one myth down. One, one yeah. down. One What's down. Next? All right. Uh, next one is one I'm going to tackle. Was Mary Magdalene a prostitute? So, is there any scriptural evidence that Mary was a prostitute? Uh, none. Have you guys heard that before, though? I, I've heard. Matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> I had a friend the other a... day send me an Instagram video of a preacher hmm. doing a talk, and he actually suggested that she, I suggest he said she was a prostitute and what a woman of sin. Did you give us a little backstory on who Mary Magdalene was, and, and what what instances <clears throat> do we read about Mary Magdalene in the New Testament? Well, she's actually mentioned at least twelve times. In the New Testament. And none of those times has she ever mentioned as a prostitute. No, she was actually the, the first witness of Jesus' resurrection yes. as well. So, What makes us think that she would be a, be a prostitute? So um, in the 6th century, uh, years after uh, Jesus' resurrection and, and she lived, uh, 6th century Pope Gregory the Great, uh, authority pronounced that the sinful woman mentioned in Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50, was the same person as Mary Magdalene. Yes. Uh, just for quick reference, the lady in Luke chapter 7, 36 through 50, was the lady that came to Jesus and washed his feet with her hair and her tears yes. and everything like that. And, and it was pointed out to her that she was a sinner. Um, so he, Pope Gregory the Great, in the 6th century, um, believed that she was the one that was that was being referred to in that thing, which is it's not true. There's nothing in the scripture that references her as a prostitute. No. Uh, it's just something that when you go back and look at history, this gentleman right here was the one that indicated and, and kind of started that, yeah. he that even perception goes, of yeah. her. He even goes along and calls <laughs> Mary had was a sinful woman. She had seven demons cast out of her. Mm -hmm. The seven demons, which are the seven deadly sins. That's what he said, yes. Yep. So, <clears throat> so that was... That was it. There was nothing, nothing that specifically. So Mary Magdalene was not not a prostitute. From scripture was no, not. No, she had sin like all the rest of us. I'm sure because nobody was perfect. Yeah. But nowhere in the Bible does 
does it indicate that she was a prostitute? And it's very odd that only in the Western Christianity is she considered a prostitute. It's never mentioned in the Eastern part, like Eastern Orthodox nope. and other Describe parts. That, I mean, when you say Western, Western is Eastern. everything past, like when you get to Rome, all of Europe is considered the West mm -hmm. beyond to America. If you go into the church in the Eastern part in the Middle East or eastward of there, it would be considered the Eastern Christianity, which is, they're, they're, it's all the same church. It's just, you know, sometimes. But they never identified or linked her yeah, with the, never. the sinful woman in never. Luke 7. <clears throat> so it all comes down to a, basically a pope deciding he's going to change the Bible a little bit because he thinks so. Very cool. That's we never it. had that happen, have we? No, not at all. <laughs> never. Well, we're not supposed to. <laughs> What's next, guys? Well, next, how about this, Chris? How many wise men were there? Three. Well, that, three, three, right? That's one of our Christmas I mean, songs. Has anybody else watched uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, That's the play? That's and where the I'm based wise my, my, uh, We're going to get into Eastern Christianity again here. <laughs> well, great. Because we don't know. The reason the three came up, and the Bible never mentions how many wise men they were. And, Chris, you can intervene any time here, because I know you did a lot on this. Is that... Um, because there were three gifts. Yep, that's and exactly. So we come long and say. Now, how many pictures have I seen? Every single one. Cartoons that show the three wise men. Every it's got to be it's true, Jeremy. You know, Are you sure about here's that? The thing. Are you sure? I about can't say that? how many it is. There could have been three. It could have been three. However, on the Eastern traditions, they set the number twelve. Mm-hmm. But so they twelve all guys just, only brought three gifts. Three yeah. gifts. Three, yeah. and we don't know how much of each one. I don't think. Yeah, it's just. It's like me and Chris going to a party. Maybe they all went Two in guys show up and got one good. Yeah, we yeah. did. They, put it, they all put their name on it. Yeah. And so the Bible never says that, that there was three men. It just alludes to wise men. That's a pretty big myth right there. I've always thought that was three. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Wow. Too many Christmas too, okay. carols for me. I know we're watching Charlie Brown Christmas special. In, uh, in I can't believe a word Charlie says. Nothing. I'm disappointed. <laughs> the great pumpkin will. Oh, don't get me. Don't, don't, don't even answer. Let me go away for y'all answer that. I put a lot of stock in that. <laughs> we closed All that right, matter. So, uh, as far as the Bible is concerned, there's nowhere written that there's actually three wise men. No. No. Okay. Well, no. No. I think that's a myth that's going to probably... Kind of rattle some people. Well, it could. I mean, it's one of those things too. It could be true. I mean, it could. It, yeah, it but, could but it's be not. True. It doesn't yeah. say. But to to go up there and like put your paycheck or something on that there was three. Mm. You're you're not going to have any scripture that backs you up on that. And that's what we're looking into. Right. Does the scripture back the myth yeah. that we're does looking into? Does scripture back it up? Yeah. It does not. And then what are we yeah. told? Pretty much, it, you know, every time we're in church, every sermon that. Uh, <clears throat> You know, don't just trust everything the preacher says. Preachers are human beings. They make yeah. mistakes. We're supposed to go back and double-check and read for ourselves. And uh, that's kind of what we're doing, guys. Yeah, uh, and by all means, anyone listening, please feel free to go back and research us and leave a yeah, comment please. on our Facebook page. We'll be happy to hear it. Yeah, 100%. All What's right. up? What okay. you got, Chris? Let's see here. What about, is money the root to all evil? No. No, the banks are. The banks are. <laughs> and the lawyers. <laughs> Every, uh, yeah, yeah, the tax collectors. Um, but does it say in the Bible that money is the root of all evil? No. It says the love of money, Chris. The love of money is The love it. of money. So and it's okay if I have $20 million as long as I don't 
obsess and base my life's pursuit on the, the additional gains. Yes. But, flip side, what does it tell us about the rich man? What's it easier for a rich man to do, guys? To go to the, through the eye the of needle. a camel. Uh, Why don't we throw the camel through the eye of the needle. Let's make another uh, myth buster or you know, clarification. I've been told before that literally means like <clears throat> a sewing needle. Yep. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of that needle. Or, I've also been told that in the Middle East, there are certain areas, uh, rocky uh, areas, where maybe there's a, a passage through the, mm-hmm. the mountains where they call it the eye of a needle, or yep. the camels would actually have to get down on their knees. They'd have to be unloaded from all yeah. of their, their baggage, yeah. and they'd have to crawl through. So and either maybe, way, either one yeah. sounds pretty difficult. It's also the, uh, it's a gate into the cities is the eye of the needle also. Yep. It's a doorway. Let's see, it's also. So do we have any real scriptural reference telling um, us what this eye it is? It depends on the person. The scholars will tell you a lot of times it, it's the doorway into a city or a town and or anything Is else. it hard for a, a camel laden with goods to get into the city through the gate? Uh, I've seen like pictures easy, of some of these doors, and yeah, it would be. I would hope. It would be. But not impossible. No, I think, had to get I think off what it means load. is it's not impossible. Yeah. The eye of a needle would be if it was like a sewing needle, it would mean it's impossible. Yeah. I think that's impossible. I, that's impossible. Not, not through God, though. But, like, that's <laughs> so, true. But, back to your point, Chris. The, I mean, it's you not it. the it's not money itself. No, it's, it's the in, love of First yeah. Timothy six uh, verse ten. For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away for the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So it's. It can't. It's not just money. It's. I think it could be anything that that puts priority above God. Your relationship yeah. with God. Let me throw this in. If you go up a few verses, I forget exactly which one. But what does it tell us? Godliness with contentment is what. It's great gain. Mm-hmm. What do you gather from that? Basically, if your pursuit in life is on your relationship with God. And you're content with the blessings that you've been given. That's a that's a big deal. That's a that's great gain. I think too many people are not happy with the myriad of blessings that we you know that we enjoy. It's why do people always want more? It's always more, isn't it? More, more, more. It's become human nature, and but, it's not necessarily money. It's Whatever I mean, I'll be honest, I've never had one piece of chocolate cake that I thought, I'm good. I've always wanted a second. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a love of chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything that goes through here, uh, you know, they talk about in First Timothy 3 and 3, it's this, it says the leaders in the church must be free from the love of money. So nowhere, nowhere in the Bible does it actually reference that money is the root of all evil. It's just the love of. Well, everything. an open question, just not just to you, but to our listeners as well. How many things are you aware of in this life that have been corrupted because of greed? How many things that could have been beautiful things have been destroyed? Marriages. Yeah. You want to see how true friend churches. is? Let them borrow some money. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a very specific well, reason why that, that, that's put I mean, in there. The love of money is the root of all evil. I mean, if you watch the true crime yeah. documentary, they look at, you know, money is one of the top factors. It's I guess, you know, in the context of that, I should say a prayer tonight, thanking the Lord that I'm not rich, because I'm not, guys. So uh, that's a blessing, right? I don't know, and, and forgive me, I need to look up which one it was, but there is a, a lesson and that, and I think I read it in a devotional, that, you know, one person had a lot of money, 
at times, and they were blessed. And they also had went through a time that they didn't have a lot of money, and they were content through both. So he was taught that he was content through, you know, if he had all the stuff that he needed, and he, if he didn't. And I think that's the trust in God that we have, is that through ups and downs, you are, uh, you know, you're supposed to be content with what you have and, and put the priority of God's relationship first. So when his focus, if your focus is on God and drawing closer to him, whether you have a little or a lot, that kind of takes a backseat, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Ecclesiastes 5.3 says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves abundance in its income. It is It too is vanity. So, you know, just the, the love of it, it's, you're never going to be satisfied with it if you put that as your top That's priority. true, too, because how many rich men have you ever seen that had made a billion dollars or multi-millions ever retire at that point? Were they satisfied never, with that amount? Never, they always want more. I've seen stories where people had more money than they could possibly ever spend. Yeah. And they had everything that they could ever want, but it was never enough. Yeah. What did uh, what Solomon tell us? Solomon, we know from... Uh, the scripture was maybe one of the wealthiest kings ever, ever, who had everything any human being <coughs> could ever want. And in the end, he's like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, fear God and keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that says something, but you're right, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. How many how many people have uh, got more money they could ever spend, and for some reason, they keep, they keep wanting more. Here's the one last Bible verse I'll read on it, and then we can move on to the other. First Timothy 6, 7 through 9, and Timothy was hitting on this. Um, For we've brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and snare, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. I'm going to test Chris real quick. Uh, what are we told? Where are we supposed to build up our treasure? In heaven. There you go. Chris. See, Chris has been there studying a lot, man. I can yeah. tell the improvement. <clears throat> Thank you. Good job, Chris. Great job. All right. What's next? I got one. Let Uh-oh. me get started in here. Uh-oh. Was Noah a drunk? Everybody's always told mm, Noah was hey, a drunk. Well, all I know is that he got... Is, is being mean, drunk a sin? Yeah, he got, no. he got wound I'll, up pretty good. I'll tell you, I saw a video the other day. He was going through all the the famous heads of the Bible, and mm-hmm. when it got to you know to make ourselves feel better because you know David was a murderer, and, mm-hmm. but it, when it got to Noah, he was a drunk. Yes, I've Noah, seen many videos of that. Noah was a drunk. Is is getting drunk one time in your life that's ever recorded? Does that make you a drunk? No, I have to say no. Okay, because let me tell you what the Bible says about Noah. If you go to Genesis 6, 9, it says that Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. Does that sound like a man that stayed drunk all the time? That sounds no. <clears throat> like I wish something would be said about, me. Say about me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of myths about Noah, and they upset me a little bit, <laughs> to say the least. Tell like, us more, Jeremy. So I always hear... Well, Noah warned people. Noah, Noah, Noah warned them, and no one listened. I was taught that growing up. That uh, I was while he was building the ark, up. he's out there he's trying, trying to, to evangelize and bring people to, to God. You're and, building the size uh, of boat he's building. Did you have time to go out and evangelize? I don't know. Well, let, let me. me ask I, I guess to your point, were there extra compartment spaces and and and, and suites within the boat to Here handle these other people? How about this? If you go to Genesis 6, 13 through 14, let me tell you what it says. So God came to Noah and he said, make for yourself an ark. 
yourself. It Make says for that. yourself. It says that. It says that. That sounds pretty specific. To me. It says that. But he also included his family though too. So Hold on, that... we're getting there. We okay. getting there. It right. says that, it mentioned that too. Then sixteen, and then just sixteen says, start on. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I see it now. It is. Uh, so I'm sorry, everyone. And he gets in and talking about Genesis 16, 17. Everything on earth shall perish. But I will establish my God, his covenant, with you and your sons, your wife, your sons' wives, with you. So he was very specific on that. So you mean yes. to tell me this whole time he's out there building this ark. He's not trying to save no. others and get them to come to. No, no. We don't even know that Noah lived in a city. We don't know where he lived. He could have been maybe. He what, could have been all, out now. I could say that, but guess what? It's not biblical. <laughs> Let me That's ask true. this: Have you ever That's heard true. it taught that while Noah was building the ark, that he was being ridiculed while he was trying to save others? Yeah, everybody's always said that, but it's not true. I believe I've heard that taught before. It never mentions another person in here that was around Noah, other than his family. I think it's pretty clear, like you said there, yourself, mm -hmm. your sons, your <clears throat> wife, their wives. And again, yeah. we know that uh, from from the, the scripture, the cubic, the dimensions on this yeah. vessel yeah. were very specific. It was. This is the RSVP. <clears throat> yeah. Here, here, here's no, some more. No more invites. <laughs> yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's it's very exclusive. <laughs> Genesis 6.21. As for you, take for yourself... Some of all food which is edible, and gather it to yourself. So he didn't have enough food there. You think there was an apple And there? it shall be for mm. food for you and all of them, meaning the animals. So he gathered enough food for him and all animals. Okay? And that's the only food he had. So this wasn't a Sodom and Gomorrah situation <clears throat> where you could try to no. go find people to join you. Righteous well, people. No, that... That, it was clearly just a set list. Yes, it was already, hey, this is what we're going to happen. I'm going with you. This that's is a it. pretty big myth that's being it busted is. right there. It is. It is also. It is. I would have figured he would try to, to gather righteous people because you wouldn't. I mean, I guess if God's destroying the world, you can't find really any well, righteous. <clears throat> that's another thing. People say, well, well, what if he meant to go warn people where they'll change their ways like in Nineveh and then they'll repent and then God won't make it flood, right? It never says that because actually no. in the ESV it tells you God was determined. It was determined. Now the rest of it it doesn't say determined only in the ESV, but the rest of them it says God was about to flood the earth. Okay, so God had determined He was going. The it was, it was over. done. It was... And so this was it. Noah was the only one, and everything. And then it goes on. It says. Then it goes to Genesis seven. Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark. You and all your household, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. You know, based on scripture, Jeremy, I think you've kind of slammed the door on that myth, yeah. honestly. Uh, well, I think on. it's pretty but clear. Hold on a second. He's though. not done. We, we, got, we got more. We got more. I want to hear more. He just turned the page, everybody. Yeah. I just <laughs> we got what does the New more. Testament <laughs> say about this? I'm intrigued. Let me know. tell you. By faith, Noah being divinely warned only Noah warned of things not yet seen moved with godly fear prepared an ark for the saving of his 
household. To see his? It says his, right. by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to the faith. Hebrews eleven seven. Yes, Hebrews eleven seven. That's pretty specific. You know what else we always heard is that, you know, people run over there and just beating on the door trying to get in. That's true. It's, I mean, I've, I've, seen, even I've, seen, it in, I've seen it in movies. <laughs> you have to maybe beat, seen it in movies. To, beat, to get onto the ark. But let me tell you what. Let me tell you what Jesus said about this. It's very interesting. In Matthew 24, 37 to 39, this is Jesus talking. As were the, the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept, it's very important, and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. So here's, here's a big problem, okay? People consider this, right, mm -hmm. as it just rained. But that's not yeah, what the Bible yeah. says. The Bible says the floodgates of the earth opened and the skies opened and come down. So water was rushing out. And it also says that, it also says here, look here, all the fountains of the gates deep burst open and the floodgates of the sky were opened. The rain fell upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. But what does it say again? The fountains of the great deep, mm -hmm. which is in the earth. So we, okay, a few years ago, New Orleans flooded. Right. How many of the it is people, below sea level. How many of those people were on the tops of their houses when Bellevue flooded? Mm -hmm. How many people were on top of houses? It came so fast. All right. So you think they had time to run out? Because Jesus says they were swept away. Swept. Swept. Because that's it, a that's, that's a that's a verb. Right? Here's Being one more. Swept. Here's another mm -hmm. one from Genesis seven nineteen. The water prevailed more and more upon the earth, so that all the high mountains everywhere were under the heavens were covered. So the Am I safe to say, Jeremy, based on the scriptures that we have just read, mm -hmm. that during the construction of this ark, the good Lord had already made his decision on yes. who was going to be saved and that Noah was absolutely not out there trying to save yes. people. But let me give, we, let me I prove my point. I'm, gonna, I'm on board. I'm going to do something here too. But uh, So the the water's busted out like a geyser. It's coming from okay. below and above. Here's something to think. Let me add to the word like people have about Noah warning. This is how easy it is to add to the word. I don't. I can't prove this. But it's very logical. How many geysers do we know of in the world that are active? I know what what uh, I know one one thousand. Oh, okay, one thousand geysers in the world. I know one. Do you know what the average temperature of a geyser is? Pretty hot. Two hundred degrees. Okay. The hottest and, one. And bowling two twelve. Yeah. So the hottest one's two thirteen. I did not know that. Do you know how many cold geysers are in the world? A handful in Utah. Okay, just a okay. handful out so of the So this is hot. Your point? My point is, I could very easily say, oh, look, they didn't drown. They were scalded to death. But guess what? I don't have that in here. It's but not it was, based in scripture. You're just right. Yeah, I, I'm just doing the same thing everybody speculation. else Speculation. Yeah, speculation. Well, I, I think it's always like, well, I would think that he would warn people. It doesn't say it don't matter what you think. You would think they'd be trying to get yeah, on to shit, but yes. they might not even been around but, him. But to do that. Yeah, but right here I could say, well, I think everybody got scalded to death. But guess Man, what I would uh, be doing? I would be adding to the word. 
That's a pretty heavy myth that just got yeah. busted. And, and think about busted. it this way. All the, yeah, all the movies and stories are false. <laughs> Cartoons, everything. And again, but, guys, just to remind everybody, yeah. we're we're just reading the Bible. Yes. That's all we're doing here. Yes. We're not, like Jeremy just said, we're not adding to, we're not taking no, away. We're, we're trying to not speculate. And when we do, he's, he's mentioning that it's just yes. a deduction. And you got to think of it this way. So when, when Bellevue flooded a few years ago, well, I guess it's been multiple years ago 2010, now. 2010, right? Yeah. How fast did it flood? How fast did it flood? I think it was pretty quick. Okay. Uh, within a 24, 48 hour time. People were getting on their houses. People had to go in with boats, get them out. Yep. It didn't rain, didn't last that I long. I couldn't get Kingston Springs to White Bluff. Yeah. And certainly now, not down by Turnbull nope. Creek. I can as fast as it came, do you think it could have rained right there long enough or eventually just got high up over the hills of Bellevue? No. But you take all those water bursting out of the fountains. Everything. That water's coming in, because they only did it for 40 days, and it got above the highest mountain, mm -hmm. okay? So how fast is that water coming in? That's Nobody over 30,000 feet of water. Nobody had right? time to go be beaten on no boat. They were swept away yeah. trying to save themselves. They well, might I, not I, even I know about the boat. I, I think I have heard, to the contrary, being taught inside a church building were, when I was a kid. Yeah, so. part of the stories. I've even read in some children's books. Um, there's one thing. Are you are you done with that yeah. section right there? Are you done? I want to oh, go. Great no, job. No, no. I want to go. Back, I want to go back to the the drunk thing. I don't think we touched on that enough. We didn't touch on enough. It was so. If it was just a one off situation, right? Is that what the Bible says? That it was a one off situation. It only mentions that he got drunk once. So I don't even think it because gives us any context. Here, here's what the thing is. To be righteous man, to be a blameless man, which actually says blameless in in his time. So we're told that no drunkard will get in the pearly gates of heaven, right? It says that. I, I couldn't tell you where. I apologize. I should have wrote that down. But if you got drunk all the time, you would be considered a sinner. Is the one time that we're referencing where he was in the tent? Yes. Yes. Okay. The That's the only time. It's the only the time it's mentioned. The situation. But would you consider somebody that got drunk? To be a drunkard or an alcoholic. Now, they got drunk I one time. I painted a house before, but I'm not a painter. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, good. Good. good point yes. Here, yeah. and, and and when God describes them, because this is God's word, all Scripture is breathed by God. It says that Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. I don't think he could have been a drunk. So, so why, but why is it so preached that he was? Is it to make ourselves? I've never heard it because preached, honestly. Have, for some reason, I was in a. I've heard it a lot. I don't I know haven't. if it's the culture that we're in yes. or something like that, but I've seen it a lot more on like these videos and stuff of preachers trying to make everybody else feel better. Yeah, come as you are and stay as you I are. I don't know if I've been like hidden from all this, yeah. but I, that's really something yeah. I don't think I've been exposed yeah. to. Yeah, well, it, was, it was the same. It was the same sentiment for Mary being a prostitute. You know, it was mentioned yeah. that the some yeah. of the the highest people or the or the people. Yeah. That they talk about in the Bible were all had these extreme sins yeah. on there. And, and not necessarily they added to them because they wanted people to come in. They always say, come as you are, stay as you are. But that ain't, God doesn't say that. Come as you are, God's going to change you. Jesus gets in your life. You're going to change. Okay. You're not going to reject them. You notice anybody that accepted Jesus that kept in their ways. Cause you can't, if you don't change when you come into Christ, maybe you ain't come into Christ. <laughs> Good point. We, we should be changed. Okay. Uh, another myth down. Um, what's next? 
All right, how about this one? I've heard this, and I've said it quite a bit, too. And up until recently, I haven't found any evidence for it. Uh, but love the sinner, hate the sin. We've said that to people. When we have someone that we come in contact with that doesn't live a lifestyle like we are, live the life of a Christian, you know, it's it's you have this animosity that you might hurt the person. But I've always said, and I thought the Bible said, love the sinner, but I hate the sin. I said it twice last week, I know. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've it, used it a lot, like with my daughter. We're watching yeah. something on TV, and we see some kind of and, action that's yeah. not good. I'm like, "Well, hey, Katie, we uh, we don't yeah. we don't we don't hate the sinner. We hate yeah. the sin." And and you can find it there. You know, there's numerous verses about you know uh, loving the sinner because we're all sinners and everything like that. John three sixteen, Romans six twenty three, Psalm one thirty seven nine. Problem is, Jesus never said it. It's oh, not yeah. in the Bible. He said, King "Love David, thy neighbor." Love thy neighbor. Yep. Um, so, even though Jesus didn't say this, as a Christian, would that not be our attitude since we're told to love not just our brothers and sisters? Because even the what? Uh, the, the, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, easy I, think, to do. I think it's a great saying. It's a great there, saying. But, but saying it the way that I've heard it sometimes, you know, in and around me, that it was part of the Bible and stuff that we mm. say, we don't want to bring falsehoods when we're saying it is in the Bible because stuff that we direct people into mm. and that they don't find. It, it can put chinks in our armor. So say, we've heard this perhaps taught as being scripture? As being scripture, yes. Okay. yes. Um, and what, what I found is it was an early form of phrase that could be found of St. Augustine of Hippo, uh, which was uh, 300 years after Jesus Christ's time. Okay. So that's you know that's kind of where that originated that I found, but nothing in the Bible. And mm. I found, I found that also. Yeah. But what really made it popular and got it into mainstream media was in 1929. 1929 <laughs> in a autobiography of Gandhi. So Gandhi's the one that before. made that phrase popular and say, well, what's wrong with the popular? It's a good thing. Well, he's a Hindu. <laughs> and here, yeah. here's the thing about so that Gandhi. Comes from Gandhi? Yes. And people, well, he came from there, but Gandhi used a quote in his book. But the problem about quoting Gandhi so much is that he's a Hindu and people are like, well, it's a thing. But here's the thing. Gandhi probably did accept God and Jesus Christ because they accept thousands of God that's true in their mm. religion and that can cause confusion it can it can so we don't want to start quoting you know other religions even if it cracks true just stick to what's God's word so love the sinner hate the sin is not where to be found in the Bible no okay well that's uh, no that's I mean that's pretty much all I got but it's just something that was down. this kind of kind of shocked me when I found out that that wasn't in there because I was using it as a as a testimonial I, uh, like I, I said, don't know I ever thought it was in the Bible I just uh, I just used it I a did. lot but uh, I mean I it's a good I saying no it's a good saying or, but I would just quote Jesus and say love thy neighbor which is basically yeah. the same sentiment. I think that's safe yeah, that, yeah that's a little bit better it's uh, scripturally based <clears throat> yeah and that's what we're shooting for that's yeah. the target we got any any other myths we got a couple, but let's focus on one Chris's guy. I don't. There's a couple I've got that's really controversial, but we probably don't have the okay. time to get into uh, tonight. Maybe uh, save that for another time. Yeah. What do you got, Chris? Uh, what about the God helps those that help themselves? That's in the Bible, right? It is. It's I've heard be. it. It's I, gotta it be. is. It's got to be. Gotta be. Uh, I, I think it's been quoted many times. Would there, you Would you mind telling me what chapter again, and verse it is, Chris? Again, I would sit there and think about all that, and how many times have I told people that? But the effort forth, you help yourself, God will help you, he'll look out. Nowhere in the Bible does 
any writings that that state that fact. I'm blown away by that one, kind of, because uh, uh, I use that in my everyday life because I, I need God's help. So I always figure, yeah. you know, there God are, works through me to through, help me. And he does. He does. Yeah. He will. He he works through. So in a way, plan. if I'm helping myself, if I'm actually out there trying, yeah. then I know God's on my side. But um, that's not in the Bible. I mean, the I mean the 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 message that it, that it should have, and all the verses that go to go with this is. The Bible teaches that God helped those who depend on and trust in His grace. Say that again. God teaches, or the Bible teaches, that God helps those who depend on Him and trust in His grace. What is? Do we have a scripture to back that up? Pause. <laughs> or will uh... or hit pause. Just so happen, just so happens, Jeff, I do have a verse for that. That's fantastic, Chris. All right, Matthew five three and four. God blesses those who realize their need for Him, and who mourn will be comforted. So there's. What was God, the first part of that verse? God blesses those who realize their need for Him. Is that not in a way saying that God helps those who help themselves? If we realize that we need God, He's going to work God through us. God helps those that trust and and follow His plan. With that work in accordance with his will. I like it. I like it too. So, uh, God helps those who help themselves is not actually a scriptural no, reference, no, but it's not far off the mark. No, but yeah, no, we, we do have the scripture there for you guys uh, yeah. to have. Well, I guess that's about it for tonight. Um, well, I had fun, guys. No, I had a great I time. Well, kind of shocked. I learned a lot, as I always do when I'm talking with you guys. My cousins in Christ, I always learn a lot. Still kind of weirded out that Noah wasn't made fun of. <laughs> Certainly. Rocks thrown at him as he was taken off in his in his boat. But over a football, I'm sure you can read it in any kid's Bible out there. I can. I've seen it. <laughs> I may go home and uh, look through some of the, the little Bible books that I have for when Katie was a as a baby and see because we have a yeah. story about Noah so quick quick question before we close do you think those are acceptable to teach for the kids that's a that, that, that opens a whole can of more worms because do we say it's acceptable to teach kids things that are not actually scripturally based? Do you want them to be our age when they find out that not everything was biblically Do we let accurate? them watch the cartoons? What about, uh, you know, uh, Charlton Heston, Ten Commandments? I always thought that was... Yeah. Well, that, he brings up a good point there, really, though. Because I find that people that thought they learned something when they were children have a harder time getting Letting over it's that It's harder concept. to unlearn yes, something. They, they want to put up an argument... And not just read it for themselves. And like, hold on, I can still get it, you know. Or do we just put it in context that you yeah. know? It, or, or is it a good is it a good opportunity to say, hey, you just saw this. Let's check the Bible and see how accurate mm. it was. Yeah. Final thoughts, Chris. I love it. Uh, this is this has been great. It's it's definitely helping me dive into the Bible and and learn the Scripture instead of just assuming or growing up with things that I've heard over and over and over again that, that I take for truth and I just I spit it out towards other people who, you know, that's affecting them. And even though it might not be something big, like the apple's not going to sway me from being a Christian, it's it still goes to the fact that we want to, you know, spread the message that's, that's biblically accurate, that's God's scripture. Agreed. Jeremy, your final thoughts? I just had a really good time and I went hard into the Bible this last week, looking at it. I had a really fun time doing it. Had a really fun time discussing it with y'all. Well, you certainly came prepared. Um, I probably could have went on rambling for a few more hours because I like hearing myself talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, 
I agree too, guys. Uh, Did I like hearing myself talk? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it, and Same you here. guys just reinforced oh, yeah. the fact that regardless of what we hear, hey, that's no. There's we have to open our own Bibles and uh, you know study for ourselves. It's imperative. Yeah, absolutely. Well, All right. good job, guys. Uh, Chris, would you like to close us out with a word of prayer? Absolutely. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for this time that you have allowed us to gather here and and discuss your word and and we pray dear father that everything we say and 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 try to teach and spread here is in accordance with our will that it will help bring other people who may be lost uh to be saved we pray dear father that as we go about the rest of our day you will guide guard direct and protect us in christ's name we pray amen see y'all next time <laughs>